Welcome to Growing Women of Faith podcast. I am Rochelle Morlock. And I am Sherry Konzak. We are your hosts. Growing Women of Faith podcast was created for women to have a place to share how God is growing them and using them. Our hope is that we can be an encouragement to all women of all walks of life. This week, you get to hear from my co-host, Sherry Contact. She shares about how God has purposed your past journey, your present journey, and your future journey, and that God has a purpose for every activity under heaven. Hi, everyone. It's so great to be doing this podcast today. As many of you guys know, I'm Sherry. I'm one of the co-founders for Bloom International. And you get to hear from me today. Yay! We're so excited. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And it has been so crazy trying to, trying to like meet just because um, things here in Thailand are starting to get back to a, um, I guess a new normal. We're still in, um, I don't think we're overall in like lockdown, lockdown, but we're in more in like, we have so many rules and regulations right now that we can still go out, but we have to have masks and stuff. And some places are still not open and some provinces we're very careful that we can and can't go to. So um, overall we're doing pretty good, but we still, there's still no international travel. They still banned all that. And they're, kind of discouraging because they're saying until the end of the year they're not going to let any tourists back in so we're just still praying for a miracle so let's hope whatever happens but I know that um in the midst of all this God has us he's in control and that's all we can um rely on and to trust on him yes but anyway Sherry it is it is so let's get started um today I was just thinking there's so many things I could talk to you about today and share, but I truly believe that I'm supposed to share about being uniquely fashioned where you are now. And what I mean by uniquely fashioned is God has purposed your past journey, your present journey for right now, and he also has your future journey. And this pandemic, from what I'm hearing, is everyone's talking, and I know it has disrupted everybody in the world, not There is not one of us that has not been interrupted by this pandemic and things in our life that has happened. But I just want you guys to know that I really felt led to share share, um, with you this topic today, uniquely fashioned for a purpose. And I don't believe God works in coincidences. I know sometimes you can say, oh, it's a coincidence I ran into that person and we reconnected. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really know, but I just don't think God works in coincidence. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, it tells us that. It tells us that there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun. And if you think about that, everything, I mean, can you just think the vast, when you say everything, sometimes I will think everything. That means every single thing, not just like, oh, something here, something there, but everything under the heavens. He he has seasoned and fashioned for a time. 
And if you go on to read verses, I want to read the whole verses to you from two to eight. And it says, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time from refraining from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate. Just in this verse, it doesn't need much, much explanation because it tells us there's a time for everything. And then if we go on to verse 11, it says, he has made everything beautiful in his time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. No one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And I just think that is such a powerful verse. And it just speaks so much truth that we can't fathom what God has from the beginning to end. So I want to share a little bit with you guys about my background. I love when speakers give you a little bit about their background so you can kind of know their heart and where they're coming from. So I just wanted to share a little bit about that and um, just thank you for um, listening to me. And um, so I didn't actually grow up knowing who Jesus was and that I could have a personal relationship with him. I mean, I grew up knowing, oh, there's God. I had to go to church. You know, living with my grandparents, we went to um, Catholic church. And then when I didn't live with my grandparents, my family consists of some of the major religions in the world, even to this day. I have atheist in my family. I have Buddhist. I have um, Muslim, Catholic, animism. And animism is ancestral worship. And so if you can imagine how confused I was growing up with all those different things, I just kind of accepted a little bit of everything and thought, that's how you do it. You know, that's okay. I have a little bit of this belief, a little bit of this belief, a little bit of this belief. I didn't know much about all the beliefs. I just knew what I was told. So I just was like, okay, that's what I believe because I was told that. Mm. But, um, so you can imagine my confusion. And if I'm honest with you, I went through a time, I went through a time of rebellion as a, as like a teenager, but it was more into my late teens. You know, like um, I grew up very in a like very, I, I wouldn't say sheltered, but like abusive um, background and stuff. So um, there were things I was allowed to do and things I wasn't allowed to do. So I always loved I always loved going along with my sister, my stepsister. She's allowed to do things that I couldn't. So I'd always want to go to party with her and stuff like that. But anyway, I say that in saying how, like, that was just kind of part of the reason why I started rebelling. And once I hit 18, okay. I, I thought, okay, this is the year I can make up for everything. From 18 to 21, I was like a wild child. I ain't even going to lie to you. It was bad. But you know what? I think I have, I think about it. And in my mind, I thought, oh, I had to make up for all those years. I didn't do things when I was like, you know, from 
13 to 18. <laughs> you know, like most teenagers, I was thinking, I'm going to make it all up within these three these three years, you know. And I mean, my thinking was so offbeat then. <laughs> but anyway, if you had teenagers or you were a teenager and you rebelled, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but you know what really, um, what really stuck to me is a few years ago, I went back. I went back home for a visit. I from Thailand went back home and was staying with my sister. And um, she was introducing me to one of her friends. And it was so funny the way she introduced me because she said, "This is my sister Sherry." She was like the Cinderella in the family, and it just made me laugh because I was just like, "Wow!" I was like, "You noticed?" You know, I didn't think she noticed. You know, but it was so funny that she would say that, and her being my stepsister just even made it more funnier. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of shocked, you know. I'm not telling you guys this story about my past to to want you to feel sorry for me. I don't want you guys to feel sorry for me because I am done past that forgiven and everything, and I'll get to that in a minute. But it's just it's just a funny story how my sister did that. I was just like, wow, you noticed. You know, like, I didn't think you would ever say that, you know. But it was just kind of funny that that's what she did. But the reason I want to share a little bit about my background in so you can know like the abuse and things i just i went through a lot of crazy things that like if i told you guys you probably wouldn't even believe half the stuff i've been through um as a kid but i tell you that to go back to my topic that i truly believe what i have been through in my life is not a coincidence but it all happened because god was trying to fashion me uniquely into the person i am today and it was part of my journey to bring me to where I am today. And I just want to encourage you guys, if you're thinking, oh, why did I have to go through that? Why did I have to go through that? You may not realize it right now, but you're on a journey and God is developing you into the woman of God you are. And he's developing character in you. And he's developing things in you that you don't know at this time in the future, if you will be an inspiration to others or share that with others. Because when I was going through all that stuff as a as a kid and as a youth, I didn't know that that was part of my journey to where God would bring me today, to where I can encourage women and empower women. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing if you just reflect and look back on that. And a couple of weeks ago, when I was driving, I had this thought. If I had another chance to go back and do it all over again, you know, go through the same stuff I went through, endure all the abuse, all those things I went through, would I still want the same life? Would I still say, okay, I would do it all over again? It's a hard question, right? Most of us wouldn't want to. Most of us wouldn't want to do that. But I started really thinking about it. I mean, I was in the car thinking, oh, I would, I don't know I would do that. But then I started thinking, of course, I'd probably change a lot of things. <laughs> you know, some things we, all of us have some regrets um, one way or another. We did something in our lives at some point in our lives that we may have regretted. You know, I know I did, you know, and I think one of my, I think one of my regrets is, I probably wouldn't have done some of the things I did to get my dad's attention. You know, like I, um, some of the rebellion I did to try and get my dad's attention, I probably wouldn't have done some of those things. But when I, when I look at the whole, when I look at the picture as a whole, you know, I think I would do it all over again. And I know you're probably thinking, what? 
but I would, I would do it all over again. And I say that because I would probably have never known that I could have a personal relationship with Jesus. I probably never would have met Jesus as my personal savior. And what I have been through in my past is my testimony to where God has me today. You know, you're on a, you're on a faith journey. You're on a journey where God is, God is, um, God is uniquely fashioning you, you know, for his purpose. And we all have a purpose God has called us to. And you need to walk your journey. It's not always going to be easy, but God has uniquely fashioned you for it. You are the only you there is, and his plans and purpose for you has been uniquely created for you and only you. Think about it. You are the only you. If you think about that, you are the only you. There's no one else like you. And that's that's the beauty of God. I mean, you think about all these people on the earth, the beauty of God is there is no one like you. You are unique to him. And um, I want to share a verse with you from Ephesians 2.10. And I want to read it to you from the Passion Translation because I love the Passion Translation. And um, of course, the regular translation says, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. But the Passion Translation says, and think about it, I mean, just just sit and think about this. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. And if you think about it, the one thing that sticks out to me is we have become his poetry. If you think about if you think about your favorite poem, if you think about your favorite poem and there's lots of poems on love or lots of poems about nature and stuff, but you think about you think about the rhythm and the rhymes to poetry. I mean, imagine that God that God is giving you that. God is giving you that like you're his poetry. He wrote everything about you, he wrote. And he has planned in advance our destiny. He knows full well your destiny. And before you were even born, he uniquely fashioned you for your purpose. Think about it, before you were in your mother's womb, I mean, your parents probably didn't have a thought when they got married, oh, you know, here comes, here comes Sherry, you know. But, you know, God knew, God knew before you were even born in your mother's womb. He purposed you. I mean, can you think about that? That's such a beautiful, beautiful thing to think about and how much he loved you, that he would purpose you. He knew who your parents were going to be. He knew, he knew your future. He knew what he had purposed you for. And so when God thought of you, he knew what he wanted you to be because he fashioned you for it, only you. And I think about it, me and Rochelle work together, but there are things that that um, Rochelle has, giftings and talents and stuff, and there are gifting and talents I have, but those are unique to Rochelle. My gifting and talents are unique to me. Mm -hmm. 
And the beauty about God is he gives us all different unique, he gives us different talents and giftings that are unique to our personalities, to the person he has created us to. I mean, can you think about that? Think how beautiful that is, the mystery of God. I just, I don't know. It's just, I'm so overwhelmed with love for God and how he loves us that he's fashioned us. He's created us so differently and uniquely, but for a purpose, for a purpose for his glory. His purpose is always, always going to show through. If you think about that, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And I know, I know we are living in uncertain times right now, but ladies know that God has you. He sees you. He sees you as a pastor's wife. He sees you as um, a mother, you know, and my pastor would always say, bloom where you were planted. Go change those diapers, cook those meals for your family, walk your journey, you know, go to that, go to that neighbor that needs food and can't walk or that elderly person. And know in that time, in that time you're doing that, that is your purpose. Don't ever think if you have this crazy idea like, okay, I'm going to go to the homeless man on the street and, and, you know, just give him a meal. Don't think that that's in vain. There's a purpose behind that, you know, share it, share it. You know, I love, I love encouraging women when they think, oh, all I do is, you know, I'm a housewife and stuff, but you know what? That is a beautiful thing. That's work. You're taking care of your children. You're taking care of your husband and there's purpose in that. That's where God has placed you. And bloom where you're planted, bloom right where he has you. It's kingdom work. It is kingdom work, you know? And I just I just want to remind you that. I love that we are all made in the image of God, our talents, giftings. They're uniquely given to us by the Heavenly Father who knows our personalities, loves us so much, and has chosen you to fulfill what he has spoken you to do for his kingdom. I mean, that's a powerful thing. If you think about that's a powerful statement. Amen. That he has chosen you to fulfill. Yes, it is. What he has spoken you to do for his kingdom. I mean, there's nothing better than that. You know, and I think about, I think about you women and how we get to reach out and um, just pour into you and encourage you. And I really wish I could meet every single one of you. And one day, maybe I will. But just know how loved you are. Know that me and Rochelle pray for you. And um, I just hope that you believe in your heart. I also think when you believe in your heart how truly uniquely loved and fashioned you are for his purpose, there's freedom in that. There's freedom in that. No comparison. You don't have to compare yourself to others. But there's freedom in knowing that everything is made beautiful in his timing. And no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Amen. So I just want to encourage you guys with that. You know, just if you're feeling, if you're feeling like, okay, I don't know, I don't know this time, this place, like what I have, just know that you are uniquely fashioned by a God, a heavenly father that love you. You are his daughters and I love you. Thank you for thank you for letting me share with you today. It's been such a pleasure. Sherry, that was amazing. Have I know your whole backstory. We've spent many, many, many hours together. So I've got to hear yes. your childhood. And um just from hearing personally, 
from where you came from, from the religious background of many different, like you said, the world's most dominant religions, um, all in one family. And it's just really cool to see your growth. But then the thing that you kept saying that really stood out to me, which first your titled title, just fashion uniquely. Um, that's really cool how you said that, but you are the only you. And I loved how you emphasize that in more than one way, like, Yes, it's true. You are you, and there is no other person. It's just you. And the thing that really struck me is we live in a world of social media. And you didn't bring this part up, but it just it just hit me where we try to conform to this person that we feel like we're supposed to be because we see this fit mom that's working out or we see this mom or that's making all these gourmet meals or we see this lady that has this work life put together she may not have you know a husband or kids yet but she's just like booming in work and you feel well why don't I have that or why don't I have that and the thing that you just said is you are the only you and God has created you for a certain season and for a certain purpose. And we can't try to go outside of that. And we have to allow God to use what he's given us for that time to glorify him. So it was just so, yeah, just really encouraging to hear your words, especially as you're talking I could hear your passion behind it because I know personally how much you feel called to serve women. And that is what makes you so unique is because of your life experiences, just the way you're able to truly pour into women and meet them where they are. So. Yes, it is true. I do love, I do love women. I just want to I just want them to know their worth and how they can have freedom in that. And just knowing they're uniquely fashioned and beautiful, just the way they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, until next time, girl. Well, guys, it was a pleasure to hang out with you all today. I hope that we could be a little joy and a little hope and bring you a little laughter for your day. And don't forget to subscribe to Growing Women of Faith podcast so that you will get a notification every time we add a new episode. This week, you get to hear from Carla Dennis. Carla is a good friend of Sherry's. They went to college together, and she has a passion for people and a heart of gold. Carla currently lives outside Atlanta, Georgia. She was a youth pastor for several years, and she is now the Connection Pastor at Turning Point Church. We are going to drop you in the middle of the interview. We hope you enjoy. 
This week, you get to hear from Carla Dennis. Carla is a good friend of Sherry's. They went to college together, and she has a passion for people and has a heart of gold. Carla currently lives outside of Atlanta, Georgia. She was a youth pastor for several years, and she is now the Connections Pastor at Turning Point Church. We are going to drop you in the middle of the interview, and we hope you enjoy.